Chapter 5 of The Story of the World A Simple History for Boys and Girls. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Rita Boutros. The Story of the World A Simple History for Boys and Girls by Elizabeth O'Neill. Chapter 5 The Greek Colonies in the West. Before continuing the history of the Greeks in Greece proper, it will be well to take a glance at what was happening to the Greek colonies farther west. It will be remembered that about the same time that Greeks had gone forth from Greece proper to make settlements on the coast of Asia Minor, others had sailed westward and made colonies in Sicily and the south of Italy. The Greeks loved to live in cities, and, when possible, near the sea, and so most of these towns were on the coast. Sicily and southern Italy became known as Greater Greece, and the settlers never forgot that they were Greeks. They set up temples to the gods of their country, and lived much as they had done at home. Some of these Greek colonies in Greater Greece were much richer than the Greek cities at home. So luxurious were the people of Sybaris, a town in South Italy, that even today we call a person who loves pleasure more than anything else a Sybarite. A colony which went out from Sybaris itself was called Croton, and became famous for its clever doctors. Pythagoras, a famous philosopher, belonged to Croton. The Sybarites and Crotonians always hated each other, and finally the Crotonians destroyed Sybaris completely in war, for these Greek states abroad were like those at home, always fighting with each other. Another colony famous for its luxury, although it was founded by men from Sparta, who must have been brought up in the strictest way, was Tarentum, on the gulf of the same name. There were many Greek settlements in Sicily, the chief being Syracuse, founded by people from Corinth. Another great Greek settlement in Sicily was Agrigentum, which is remembered by its tyrant Phalaris. He was a tyrant in our sense of the word, as well as the Greek. He is said to have burnt his enemies alive inside a bull made of brass. After some years the people turned on him and put him to death with terrible torture. The Greeks in Sicily and Italy had changes of government very like the states in Greece proper. Some became aristocracies, some democracies, but they always remained city-states, and were too jealous of one another ever to unite under one government. The people of Agrigentum built temples almost as beautiful as those of Athens, and their ruins are still to be seen. The most westerly of all the Greek settlements was Marsilia, in the south of France, now called Marseille. THE STRUGGLE WITH CARTHAGE It was a curious fact that, at the same time that Greece proper was engaged in its life-and-death struggle with Persia, the Greeks of the West were also threatened by a great power. This was Carthage, a settlement made on the north of Africa long before by the Phoenicians in the days of their greatness. 
Phoenicia had long ceased to be a great power, but Carthage had grown rich and had herself sent out colonies. She had also won for herself much land along the north of Africa, partly consisting of other smaller Phoenician settlements, and partly to the native people called the Libyans, with whom the Carthaginians mixed freely. The Libyans, however, had no part in the government, which was in fact in the hands of a few Carthaginian nobles. It was an aristocracy of the narrowest sort. The Carthaginians were rich and fond of pleasure, though the men who were actually ruling the state at any time lived plainly and would not touch wine, thinking that a ruler should keep his brain clear and his wits sharp. The Greeks and Carthaginians in the western Mediterranean soon became very jealous of each other. There was a third state higher up in Italy, Rome, which in the end was to conquer both, but her turn had not yet come. There were many small fights between the Carthaginians and Greeks, especially in Sicily, in the west of which the Carthaginians had made several settlements. The Greeks tried in the early part of the 5th century B.C. to push the Carthaginians out of Sicily altogether, but they did not manage it, and the Carthaginians in their turn chose the time when Xerxes was attacking Greece proper to make a determined attack on the Greeks in Sicily. They chose this time because they were afraid that otherwise the Greeks at home would come to the aid of their colonies. The Carthaginians made up their minds to send a great army under Hamilcar, a brave soldier who was a Carthaginian on his father's side and a Syracusan Greek on his mother's. Under his command were three thousand ships carrying an enormous army. It was an army much like that of Xerxes, awkward and unwieldy, too large because of the different peoples which went to make it up. There were Carthaginians and men from their colonies, the native Libyans, and some Greeks from states which were enemies of Himera, and the other Greek states of Sicily which were to be attacked. A storm destroyed many of the ships on their way across to Panormus, now Palermo, where Hamilcar landed his men and marched on Himera. A great battle was fought, which the Greeks won, partly by a clever trick and partly by their better fighting. It was said that a hundred and fifty thousand men of the army of Carthage lay dead upon the field. Hamilcar watched the fight all day, burning a great fire of sacrifice to his gods, which may have been a sacrifice of human beings, for the Carthaginians had this dreadful practice. At sunset, seeing that defeat was certain, he threw himself into the fire and died, rather than return home to tell of his misfortune. All of the ships which had been drawn up upon the beach were burnt by the Greeks, and of the twenty which had not been drawn up and so sailed away, only one returned to Carthage to tell the sad tale, for again a storm rose and the others were destroyed. The Greeks raised a monument in honor of Hamilcar, although he was their enemy, and the Carthaginians, although they were not usually grateful to their heroes, honored his memory for many years. 
The soldiers who remained alive out of the army of Carthage were made slaves by the people of Agrigentum. It was afterwards told that the Battle of Himera was fought on the same day as the great sea fight of Salamis. It was at any rate about the same time, and so the Greeks triumphed against their enemies in both east and west. For seventy years after the Battle of Himera, the Carthaginians left the Greeks alone. If they had won Sicily, the Carthaginians might have won the south of Italy too. As it was, time was given for Rome to grow and extend its power there. The Greeks and Carthaginians were to have many a desperate struggle yet in Sicily, but by that time the Greek power had become as nothing compared to that of Rome, and it was to Rome that the fall of Carthage was in the end due. End of chapter 5